time on Pokemon Roll-Up. Let's find out. I wasn't there either. I'm, I'm really interested. Uh, Liliana and Professor Sneeze awoke in the Pokemon Center where they had stayed the night, but Charlie was nowhere to be found. However, a nurse informed them that a note and a package had come early in the morning. The two Eevee had tried to escape again, so their trainer was gifting them to the trainers who had rescued them. Liliana and Professor Sneeze each adopted one. Walking through town, hoping they'd run into Charlie, the two encountered some damage to a house, apparently from a Scyther attack. The owner of the house, a Chandler named Dury Waller, asked the trainers if they could check on the Scyther swarm that he felt seemed to be in distress. They found the Scyther nest, and despite their excellent sneakiness, the Scyther attacked. They managed to overcome the bug Pokemon, including one Scyther who was pitch black and rather electrifying, which Liliana caught. The Scyther had been following red paint marks, and Liliana and Professor Sneeze investigated that as well. The trail led to a lone Smeargle who had a very heavy dislike of humans that had been marking the marks. Professor Sneeze caught the Smeargle, hoping to find out what was making her up so upset. They then returned to the Pokemon Center to recover, and maybe wait to, for Charlie to return. What will happen this time on Pokemon Rollout? My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. I'm Michael, and I play Professor Sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Alright, and today we also have a special guest. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm going to be playing Edvar Jomad. I'm interested to find out more about what that's going to be like. <laughs> Names is not like the no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Our first oh, special guest on Pokemon Rollout. Hey. I- I'll tell you, Charlie's going to have have some fun with that name. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Professor Sneeze and Liliana have just gotten back from their little adventure and are healing up their Pokemon when uh, Charlie comes back from his little adventure and starts healing up his Pokemon. Charlie, where were you? Oh, hey guys, I was just around town. You've got to be kidding me. No, it was cool. I, 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 there was this Abra that was like wide awake, and like there was a thing that was that like caught it, and but it was another trainer's, and it was like super cool, right? Right, Katana. Katana looks up from where she's sketching on a piece of paper and rolls her eyes and goes back to sketching. Okay. See, she she, she totally agrees. Sure. We we had fun too. There was oh, Scyther and a Smeargle. Aw, oh, cool. I want those. Too bad, sucker. You missed out. <laughs> and we also have Eevees, so. Mm-hmm. What? They can yep. be like every Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> Guess you shouldn't have left without us. You snooze, you lose, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'll again reiterate that Charlie was the first one awake. 
<laughs> details, details. It's opposite day. I see. Alright, so your Pokemon get healed up in short order, and you guys look like you are ready to head towards Trilithon Sanctuary. Let's go! Uh, what Please. Pokemon are going to be in your teams? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Charlie uh, has Katana out of her Pokeball. Uh, Bernie is with him. Uh, Penny the Scorpy. Oh, by the way, Bernie is his uh, his Combuskin, his starter Pokemon. Uh, uh, Penny his Queen Scorpy. Beatrice the Combi. Six Pack the Tur- uh, Tortuga. Uh, Chomps the Magikarp and uh, his Bagon. Have I named Bagon? Cuddles. Bagon's <laughs> Cuddles. Yes, it is named Cuddles. Awesome. <laughs> well, Professor Sneeze's team consists yes, yeah. um, Atlas the Shieldon, Boo Boo the Swablu, Melody the Jigglypuff, Archie the Apom, who is going to be riding around on his shoulders, uh, Artemis the Eevee, and Schmoopy the Shellos. Okay. Artemis and Atlas and Boo Boo and... Schmoopy. Yes. <laughs> Archie and Melody. Yeah. So he has two fairly normal names, two uh, names from mythology, and two onomatopoeias. Because Professor Sneeze uses both halves of his brain. <laughs> um, Liliana has in her group uh, her Growlithe Grunge, who is always out of his Pokeball. Um... Her Girdle Spicy, her Zero Ruse, Curl Gunk Mech, Litwick Cadence, Tortuga Taro, or Taro, bleh, I can't even say, um, and my Ralts Fae. Mm. All right. So you all head out through the forest uh, towards where Trilothon Sanctuary is. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Etbar, uh, it this you are completely certain at this point you're lost. Uh, you headed out from Trilothon Sanctuary trying to track down your friends. It's been a few hours since then, and you think you've passed this tree three times, but it could be a different tree. Honestly, all the trees look the same to you. Yeah. Uh, you you do hear some people walking around nearby though. Hey, hey. who's there? Hey. Bro, hey. I am a lady, thank you. <laughs> Bro and lady. I'm uh, here too. Also, bro, hi. <laughs> Little bro. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen anyone else? Female, um, anyone female who maybe is fairly impulsive? And tends to run off, even though you told her not to. You can feel well, free to describe her how you like. Well, I say, well, that doesn't sound like Liliana. So that sounds no. like a female that Charlie, like a female version of Charlie. <laughs> Get oh out of my, my brain! You're so in sync tonight. <laughs> this is just like a roasting Paul session. I feel. It's <laughs> great. She's like shorter than this than this lady here, but she has red hair and 
she doesn't really listen very well. She was probably just very determined, like on a mission. Nothing, anything, anybody. It's not ringing any bells. And Charlie starts walking somewhere. (laughs) I mean, hey, I am going to roll a charm. Because, I mean, what else do I do in this game? Um, okay. <laughs> Punch people and take their money. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's right. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have to tell you what I rolled. Okay, I rolled a five, so it's probably not that great. <laughs> but, um, but, hey, you know... We may have seen her. If you, you know, tell us a little bit more about her, we could possibly help you for, you know, a little small something, something, because we're travelers too. So, you know, we come on hard times, and we could, we could use some help too. You know, just help uh, each other out. Two, two things, really quick. I'm not sure if I have any money. Let's say what I. One, I think it's great that Liliana immediately like met a new player character and immediately tried to extort him. And, <laughs> Two, in general, I'm going to say interaction skills. So charm uh, charm and intimidate, especially guile can work if like for lying to each other, but charm and intimidate aren't generally going to work against fellow player characters since it's changing the way they think. And that doesn't really work player to player. Could you not just tell us to react a certain way or... The, um, in general, in, in terms of uh, role-playing games, it's a little more freeform to the point where you play your characters and I create the world that you react to. Okay. So I, I try not to govern what your what your characters do. That's your uh, purview. Never mind. Uh, Liana didn't say any of that. She just starts walking <laughs> the other way. <laughs> uh, Char- Charlie is going to, for, for as inept it seems he has, Charlie does have novice intuition. So I'm going to see what my novice intuition gets me off of this. Ooh, that's a 15 in intuition. Where where is she? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how intuition works. (laughs) Really isn't. It really isn't. (laughs) We can make make a small change, right? That's fine. Perception or survival to see if you can find tracks. Can I take that role and make a perception? Because it's the same. It's the same thing. Yes. Okay. Fifteen in perception. <laughs> Where <Right>. is she? <laughs> oh dear. Meanwhile, I'm, sorry, Dick. I'm going to talk to this stranger that we met and say, "Can you tell me? Can you tell us where where she might have been going?" Uh, she just said something about wanting to explore the. Uh... Explore the woods, I think. I'll explore the wilderness. Um, we were at the Trilithon Sanctuary, and she just sort of wandered off. My other friend was recovering from the bad attack that he had, and uh, she just she just started going. I was worried about my my other friend and all his burns, um, and so I was I was not really paying attention as closely as I should have been. And like I said, she's not really the type that listens well to like other people so you said your friend was burned is he okay i think so they said something about not the worst uh burns that they've ever seen though i 
I'm not really, I don't know how bad the burns that they've, other burns that they've seen are. We were attacked by a swarm of uh, scyther. We were so attacked were, by a swarm of were, scyther. They were electrical burns. Not so they so were I... electrical burns. <laughs> oh! From one, scyther, from one scyther in particular. Yeah, this there was this really weird <laughs> uh, lead leader of this, this uh, swarm. Hang on, I'm going to figure out where I'm reading from and then... <laughs> This is the part that Michael will cut out. Uh, so the leader of the Scyther Swarm... Sorry, I'm from another country, so I have a foreign accent. Uh, <laughs> it was, the, the, the leader was, was like, was black with, with like, lightning where claws, wings, and eyes should oh, be. Oh, Sparky! Huh, I just caught him. I, oh, you have him? Okay, oh, I, I'm gonna turn around and walk quickly this way. No, 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 no! Oh, oh no, it's fine. He's not in my group right now. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait! You have an electric scyther? Surprise! <laughs> if you were here, you would have known. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we managed to get away from them. My one friend was was pretty badly hurt and. He's uh, back at the Pokemon Center in, in Trilithia and sort of healing up. And I don't know. I think he's fine. Meanwhile, Charlie, you have found um, there's a decent amount of tracks around since you are uh, near tra- uh, basically a small city. So there are more tracks around than you'd think for uh, woodlands. But you find some more fresh ones that are heading kind of uh, off to one side from where you were heading and like almost arcing around where Trilithon Sanctuary would be. Um, hey guys, I found something and if it's okay with you guys, um, I assume Grunge is right there next to me like looking at these tracks and, and following along and like, hey, look, look, we, uh, Grunge and I found something. Look, these tracks, they're, they're going this way and they're pretty fresh. Cool. Uh, can Can I... Let, yeah, let's go. I go start going where he is now. So, go. so just just to clarify, I, I, Charlie is leading this. This is a horrible of idea. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Charlie's leading this. I just want to find my friend. Grunge is leading. Grunge is leading. Okay, much better. Uh, well, let's go find your friend. Hey, we didn't catch your name. What was it? My name is Etbar. Etbar Jomad. Well, nice I, uh, to meet you, Etbar. I'm Professor Sneeze. Hi, Professor. I was never very good in school. I uh, I may have gotten kicked out. Mm-hmm. So, who are the rest of you? Liliana. Is that... <laughs> who's, who's leading? Who am I following right now? What's, what's your name? I'm Charlie! Hi. We should... Yeah. Really, not be following him. It's really Grunge we're following. Oh, okay. Grunge is Grunge is the uh, the other one here, in the lead here. Uh, so can I get a perception check for Grunge? Fifteen. All right. Grunge is able to follow the tracks uh, fairly simply, and he leads you in kind of a meandering trek that loops around where Trilithon Sanctuary, uh, the city is, and starts heading towards the actual protected area of Trilithon Sanctuary. So, can I get a perception check from everybody? Eight. 
six. Uh, fourteen. Whoa. Show yeah. off. <laughs> Get out of here. Ethan. Six. All right. So all of you notice some markings on the trees nearby, some scratches uh, at about uh, head height to most of you on the trees um, as you start heading in, which uh, you remember seeing before as the marking of an Ursaring's territory. Mm. Uh, Charlie, you notice that there are some small, like very barely scratched out markings much lower on the, on the same trees. Hey guys, we've been here before. Remember, like these these markings up here are from Ursaring, and then look at these ones down here. Yeah. Um, should I do a Pokemon education? I think I did. Yeah, before, you can do one. <clears throat> but maybe this, I'll find this out. Isn't the, this isn't the same area. It looks like this is an Ur- This is a different oh. Ursaring's territory. Oh, okay. But, oh. but definitely, Charlie, Charlie might territory. still think that you've been there before. But. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm I'm also doing Pokemon education, and I got a nine. Sixteen. Okay. Dang it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Prof- Professor Sneeze, you know that these markings mean that it is a female Ursaring's territory, and the female Ursaring has cubs. Cubs. Yeah. Uh, we gotta watch out for the Mama Ursaring, um, because if she finds us close to her cubs, she's not gonna be happy. Bring it. Ooh, I could, I could catch one of those. Yeah. The tracks wander straight into the territory. This is not going to be fun. Charlie keeps going with little hesitation. <laughs> Edward follows. Grunge is following the tracks and following as, and going as leading as well. Hey, I might we as get... well follow Grunge. Yep. Professor Sneeze is following a little bit begrudgingly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a little <laughs> well, nervous yeah, about kinda... going straight in front of Smursering. Um, <laughs> can we get a description of Etbar? What What do you look like? <laughs> I don't think well, so. Jeez, is your eyesight really that bad? <laughs> it, it comes and goes. <laughs> kind of like I mean, Skype, huh? I mean, <laughs> if you want to Skype. As you can see, Etbar is... Uh, <laughs> Is a about a an even six foot. He has blue spiky hair. He wears a leather jacket and nose ring, uh, multiple earrings. Kind of a punk rocker look. If you need a reference, is uh, at this point uh, is at this point that Charlie turns around and actually takes a good look at Etbar because he's just been looking for this girl since <laughs> Etbar showed up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you need any more description than that? No, sounds good. Bring it. All right, so you guys head farther into uh, the territory, and eventually you see a uh, small hill with a cave in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should I do a percent? Like, are we still on those tracks, or should I try to perceive if no, they're? You're still on the tracks. Uh, it looks like farther ahead, some other larger tracks intersected with them, but those tracks continue on past the cave as well. Like this, the tracks you're following continue on past the cave. Um, I will take a stealth check though. Uh, from your last perceptions, uh, Charlie especially, but just about everyone once you get closer can hear some very loud snoring from the cave. Great. Do you also want a stealth check from Grunge? Yes, if you can. 
Okay, Liliana got 16. <laughs> and Grunge got 9. That's where Char- I got 2. Nice. Uh, Charlie got a 4. Professor Sneeze got a 1. Every time, every time I try to roll a stealth, it comes up a one. That's your problem, old man. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, uh, so am I imagining this right? That basically we're walking along, and Grunge is fine. Charlie, like, stumbles over a rock. Edbar, like, falls over Charlie. Here, and then, and then, like uh, Professor sees like falls over the pile. <laughs> <laughs> Liliana just walks up with grunge. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so as that's going on, when Charlie trips over his rock and nearly falls over, um, you see a small bear uh, Pokemon, like a, a small orange furred Pokemon with a moon on its, uh, with like a little crescent moon on its forehead, uh, walks up, rubbing its eyes. And he's looking to see what's going on. Uh, then Etbar trips and falls over, and the snoring stops. No. Then Professor Sneeze falls over. Ah! Oh my gosh! You guys, you gotta be careful! Oh, sh- and there's a very loud roar. Guys, come on. Liliana, like, quick rushes Grunt into some, like, a nearby bush or something, and hides in there. Okay. Yeah, so um, the Teddy Ursa doesn't seem to have noticed Grunge or uh, Liliana. It's just one Teddy Ursa right now? Yes, one Teddy Ursa at the moment. Okay. So yeah, I'm thinking back to like the, the, the episode of the Nidal Queen, and part of Charlie really wanted to just throw a Pokeball for funsies at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have a chance to do that again. <laughs> Um, uh, I think, uh, Charlie maybe not fully being aware of the situation would, would stand up and, like, uh, kneel in front of the Teddy yesterday, like, hey, little one, how, how you doing? That, so Charlie, Charlie stands up and, and kneels in front of the Teddy yesterday, that's what he's doing with his, his speed. Okay. <laughs> uh, as you kneel in front of the Teddy Ursa... Uh, the Teddy Ursa is suddenly disappears, and there is a large, dark brown furred leg in front of your face. <laughs> um, hey, where, where'd you go? And Charlie looks up, and, and what does Charlie see? Charlie sees an enormous brown bear glaring down at him, obviously, uh, just woken up, grumpy, and going towards angry. Um, it has a large circle, a large yellow circle on its stomach and very long claws. <laughs> Alright, we're going to start with a Pokemon education check okay. in place of charm. Using my Psychologist edge to try to calm this Ursaring down. So that's a 20. Uh, and I'm saying, oh, uh, we're sorry, we didn't mean to disturb your very fine cave. We're passing through, uh, and we will leave you in peace now. And did you happen to see a, a little girl with red hair run by somewhere around <laughs> here? 
Alright, uh, your Pokemon education check just lets you know, like, an incidental information also lets you know that this Ursaring is young for an Ursaring. Hmm. It's so far older and more powerful than any of your Pokemon at the moment. Oh, good. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, it glares at, uh, Professor Sneeze, then, uh, snorts and turns around, scoops up it's Teddy Urso with one arm and walks back into the cave. Uh, Char- Charlie reaches uh, into his bag for a great ball. Charlie, <laughs> don't! <laughs> I use Swift on him. <laughs> Are you serious? Is Charlie? Do I do I think Charlie is serious about throwing a Pokeball? <laughs> That's and Charlie. If you want to hit me with it, do it. I mean, I, I want you to stop me somehow. Yes, uh, alright, I'm doing it. I'm using Swift. I'm gonna roll to see if it's a crit. <laughs> not a crit. Not a crit. Oh, let's see. Uh, that's gonna be 27 normal special damage. Uh, Char- saying, Charlie, no! <laughs> As Professor Sneeze shoots his uh, Swift at Charlie... He remembers that he is dealing with a mother protecting cubs, which means that any act of aggression will be seen as an act of aggression against her cubs. <laughs> the Ursaring stops, puts down her teddy Ursa, and pushes it towards the back of the cave, then spins back around, and you notice a glint of red in her eyes. Edbar, you're up. What do you do? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to get away. Just okay. sort of scoot backwards and away while trying to keep an eye on this very large, angry thing. Okay, so you spend your entire round getting away. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, <laughs> this, this Earth Ring is like way too powerful for us. I don't... I'm not saying that you couldn't beat it in a fight, but I will say that I would be astonished if at least one... if at least a good three or four of your Pokemon did not faint. Oh, man. Okay. Um... Hmm. You know what? Liliana's just gonna hang back in the bush for now and see what... see what the others do. Okay. Alright, uh, Charlie, uh, reacting from, uh, the attack from, she's like, Ah, what'd you do that for? <laughs> because of the Ursaring! Oh! Fine, we'll leave it, and Charlie follows Etbar. So resignedly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a level 17 fighting type. I mean, that's not yes. nothing. That's not nothing. Yeah. So Char- Charlie flees as well. Okay. Flee, 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 flee. Okay. I'm sorry! Liliana's <laughs> <laughs> gonna, like, jump after out of the bush <clears throat> and, like, run after them like, Guys, aren't you forgetting something? <laughs> okay. So, um, the Ursaring pursues you for quite some time. Uh, it's obvious that she's faster than you. But she doesn't seem like she's uh, interested in actually attacking you so long as you're running away. 
Look, uh, she, she wants to come along with us. No, she doesn't. Charlie, shut up. <laughs> she gets to the edge of her territory and then uh, follows a little bit beyond it, but stops and just watches you go until you're out of sight. Um, if you stop, if you stop running, she starts going towards you again. Nope. <laughs> okay, um, so we keep following the tracks as best as we can. If we haven't lost mm-hmm. them in our flight, <laughs> you manage to find them again after a little bit. I'm gonna continue using the perception you had to find them, just to, to be simple enough. Um, so you find them for a bit, and uh, it looks like the person who's wandering through has uh, very little sense of stealth. And so picking up her tracks is rather easy. Can I get a survival check? Certainly. Six. Nine. Eleven. Six. Okay. Uh, Professor Sneeze and Liliana, you can tell from the tracks that uh, the trainer is wounded and is definitely lost as well. Um, The tracks seem to be kind of meandering wildly. And you start seeing the uh, specially carved trilithons that mark the edge of the actual protected lands and you kind of are skirting close to them but never quite go inside uh after a while you start heading out of like a more forest area into an area that's more marshy or swampy uh and then you hear the sound of several somethings fighting up ahead uh it it sounds like uh, there there's trouble ahead let's let's see Oh, good, as if we haven't had enough of that already. <laughs> well, let's not get into trouble, but let's let's see if we can get somebody out of trouble. When it's Professor Sneeze says, like, let's not get into trouble, Liliana just, like, shoots Charlie a glare. <laughs> I mean, you guys can do what you want. I gotta try to find my friend if I can. All right. And then... uh So you make it around a couple of trees, and you see a few things as you cross it. Uh, First thing you see is a young woman with red hair, uh, who's a little bit shorter than Liliana. Found her. Seems to be unconscious on the ground. Hmm. Uh, Surrounding her on several sides are red-shelled crustacean-looking Pokemon with a short tail, with short tails. Uh, They have saucer-like eyes with just very small pupils and three spikes on top of their head. Uh, they have uh, four, or they have three, uh, six little legs for walking and like two large pincers. Uh, and then the uh, bottom half of the pincers and its bottom and the bottom half of its belly is uh, cream colored. Uh, they all seem to be charging towards the girl on the ground or the woman on the ground, uh, sitting on top of the woman on the ground is. A small rock, like like just this like small kind of oddly shaped rock, that's a little bit trapezoidal and has two small dots on it. Wafting out of the rock is this odd purplish, what looks like purplish flames, but uh, green flecks keep appearing inside the flames, and they don't. The flames move, but they don't really move with the wind, and the green flecks don't move in time with the with the rest of the purple creating a very odd shape. Every once in a while, the the green will form something that looks like a face. Um, yeah. It's going inside of it. And this purple thing seems to be attacking the uh, red crustaceans, who all seem to be uh, snipping their pincers towards the woman. Hey, I, I think I found her over here, but this does not look good. They're 
there are these these snippy things and and there's an odd rock over there an odd, an odd stone even <laughs> um for funsies Charlie's gonna roll a Pokemon education on both ah five five yes a five okay you know that um the red crustacean Pokemon are called Corfish. They're able to live in polluted waters and are often invasive species, and they will eat anything. Mm. Anything. Even a woman. <laughs> and a Tortuga. And a Tortuga. They will try to eat a Tortuga, but I think the Tortuga will eat them first. And did my Pokemon education get us anything on uh, the other one, or do I just see this weird rock you, with... You, you think it's a Pokemon, probably. Okay. Alright, so um, so Charlie said that, um, but he's going to get right into things to try to um, help mitigate, mitigate them attacking. Let's do... Dang, Charlie needs some grass. Sure. That's not that's not legal in this state. I <laughs> <laughs> got you right here. <laughs> Don't you give that to him? <laughs> so, like, in what what part of the Chandy region would it be? <laughs> <laughs> what border do we have to cross? <laughs> I mean, Landsmead is the place where you can buy and sell anything. And that's I know where Charlie. Going. That's where that's Charlie grew up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Charlie sends out a uh, Penny. Penny, come on out. Let's let's get these corefish. I think. So I, I release Penny to come and attack. Yeah. Let's go with. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start this off with a pin missile then. On. Well, let, let's. Okay. So first, I'm going to try to attack. Uh, is there any one that's like? Particularly closest or not really? Um, I'm gonna just mark them as one through six, and Corfish number six is the closest. Okay, so I will attack Corfish number six. Let's start with seeing if I hit or if Penny hits or not. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. That's gonna hit. That hits. Kind of wish I would have done poison thing, but okay, 19 so hits. Say so Penny's out to to out for blood again. <laughs> You're using pin missile. What did you expect? Uh, just a one. A one, so you hit once. So just do the damage base that you have there. Okay. Ooh, Penny, you're not rolling well tonight. Um, that's going to be 19 total physical bug. Ouch. 19 physical bugs. So you did seven physical bug, and that one that Corfish did not gain an injury. I will use Pokemon Education uh, with my Poke Psychologist Edge in place of Intimidate. Um, and with this Pokemon education skill, I'd like to see if I can figure out, uh, if there is and what is a natural predator for Corfish. Okay. That roll is a 17. So a natural predator for Corfish. Um... Honestly, uh, most they, there aren't any particular natural predators in near the area since corefish are often invasive species. Sure. It takes a while for other Pokemon to latch on and attack them. Okay. Um, it, it's weird for them because they basically become known as like the eponymous invasive species to the point where no one really knows where they came from in the first place. 
you know that electric types and grass types uh, traditionally have no problem with them. Alright, so here's what I'm going to do. For my intimidate uh, portion of this, uh, I'm grabbing a couple of branches from a nearby bush uh, and uh, holding them up above my head, running towards them and screaming like a wild Pokemon. You know, just making random noises like that. And shaking my branches at them, trying to convince them that I'm a grass type coming to eat them. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's 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 what I'm doing. Yes, one of the core fish uh, takes one look at you and turns and runs. Uh, the other ones scatter away from the uh, the woman, cool. so they're at least farther away from her. Uh, you also have a truly unique moment that you just saw a rock that is, uh, you saw purple and green flames attached to a rock somehow look utterly flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, um, then I'm going to use Swift. Am I able to hit more than one with Swift? Are they close enough? Yes, I will be able to say you can hit two. Okay. Then I'll hit those two with Swift. I'm gonna roll. Which two? I'm gonna say they're they're a group together that you can hit oh. any two of them, but no more than two. So okay. you have you can choose one, two, four, five, or six. So three is the one that ran away. Three is the one that ran away. All right. Uh, six is the one that Charlie attacked. Yes. That one and the one next to it. Okay. So we'll say five and six. Five and six. Uh, no criticals. Okay. So, ugh. Twenty. Normal special damage. 20 normal special? Yep. Uh, You did 12 normal special damage, which just barely gives the one already wounded an injury, but the other one does not gain injury. Okay. So that one's reeling back slightly, but the other one just kind of shrugs off the uh, attacks. Alright. I will have Grunge use Leer, and I got a 20 for that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, status effect moves don't have critical hits, but you still hit. Wee. You hit for sure. Uh, which two would you like to affect the clear? Um, we'll do the two that haven't been hurt yet. One, two, and four have not been hurt. Uh, we'll go with the even numbers, so two and four. Okay, two and four. Just for All fun. right. So both of them shudder and lose one, minus one defense. So while that is going on, the uh, rock with flames stops looking flabbergasted for a moment and suddenly uh, latches forward at one of the corefish that started creeping a little closer to um, the woman again. And the flames envelop the corefish for a second, who then reels back from the attack. Now, that Corfish just took 21 ghost physical damage. Hmm. Uh, that was Corfish number 2, and it did not gain an injury. Um, uh, Leon. really quick, uh, sorry, the one thing before I forget. At bar, as far as you know, the woman does not have a Pokemon that looks like this uh, rock with flames on it. Okay. Um, Liliana will send out um, her Grodel Spicy. I also do poison powder on um, whichever corefish is closest to the girl. Okay, so that was corefish six. 
Okay, and I rolled a six for accuracy. Six for accuracy. What is the uh, accuracy check on that one? Six. Oh, so the corefish is able to dodge out of the way. Darn. I have an idea, and I'm going to tell it to you, and you're going to tell me if it's ridiculous. Okay. So I want to release my electrike. Okay. And have it do a thunder wave. Okay. Okay, that makes sense so far? That's completely allowable, yet. I'm thinking of using mean look because it slows them down. That makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, so you'd have to pick one of them because it's only one target, but... Right. Uh, which... Is there one that hasn't been affected yet? I lost track. Uh, Corefish 1 has not been touched. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, so you released uh, Electric Theodoric. Yeah. And he used Thunder Wave. Which one is he using Thunder Wave on? Number six. I don't know. All right, sure. So uh, that one does not need an accuracy roll for Thunder Wave, so that Corefish is paralyzed. Gets hit with a bolt of uh, static electricity and just kind of jerks a bit. Uh, for Corefish 1, I need an accuracy roll. Okay. So that roll is 17. Yes, that does hit. <laughs> So that corefish kind of sees you uh, glaring down at it and shudders and starts moving a little more slowly. One of them that was leered at turns towards Grunge and fires out a jet of bubbles at Grunge, but Grunge yips and dodges to one side. The one that got a mean look uh, looks around for a bit and then fires some bubbles at... At bar and hits. Oh no! <laughs> so you took 26 water special damage, and then. Ah! <laughs> Another corefish. This one got hit by Swift. It scuttles up to uh, Professor Sneeze and takes a snip at him with its claw. Uh, it was aiming for the branches, but it manages to, to snap down on Professor Sneeze's hand as well. And it does 38 normal physical damage. Holy buckets. <laughs> um. Ow! My arthritis! <laughs> <laughs> the one that was closest to... Uh, the woman uh, manages to get over being its uh, shockingness from being paralyzed. And scuttles forward and tries to uh, snatch at the flames, but it just snips right through them. And the last corefish was the one who was hit... Oh no, that was the one that wasn't hit by Swift. It was the other one that was uh, glared at, or who was leered at by Grunge. He leers at Grunge right back. No! And Grunge shudders. So Grunge loses one my one defense combat stage. So uh, I have Penny attack with a poison sting. Poison sting at Penny. Um, let's go with hmm, which one? Let's do number. Uh, let's do number six. Okay. This Charlie's probably gonna try to catch it next. <laughs> oh no! Poison sting was a two, and that's the accuracy check. So that corefish manages to dodge out of the way. Good. 
Nice try, Penny. I'm gonna try and go for it anyway. So uh, I load up a. Let me just check and make sure how many of these I have. Yeah, I load up a great ball, and my accuracy on that is a ten. All right, that hits. Are you damaging it or not? Uh, yes, I am going to damage. Uh, six uh, plus seventeen is twenty-three physical, normal or typeless. Normal. physical normal damage. Uh, okay, you actually did 11 physical normal damage, which isn't enough to knock it out, but it is that's, Well, that's fine, but I'm, I'm going to activate, activate the capture mechanic on it. Uh, 38. Okay, so the Pokeball shakes once, shakes twice. Ding! Congratulations, you've captured a level 15 male Corfish. Booyah! We're going to... Say, Boo-Boo, come on out! And uh, Boo-Boo the Swablu. Otherwise, I'm going to use Flash. Whichever ones are closest to the woman. Okay, so in this case, since that one was just captured, I will say they are four and five. Four and five. And that's a six and an eleven. All right, both of them try to cover their... uh, Eyes with pincers, but their pincers don't really work that well, so they both start blinking. It's minus one to accuracy for each of them. So then, uh, the stone with the fiery face, uh, looks around again and lashes out at the same one it went after before, but this time it's shrouded in dark energy as it leaps forward and slams into it. And it does 29 dark physical damage to it, which minus its defense. So not 29, but it does 20 dark physical damage, which is enough to give it an injury, but not enough to knock it out. Uh, did, did anyone besides Charlie want to make a Pokemon education to see what the stone is? That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, 21. The 21, you know... Oh, sorry, I, I could have said Charlie could have done an occult, too. Uh, you're oh. fairly sure that this is a Spiritomb. Mm. Which, uh, according to legend, at least, it is the collection of 108 spirits being trapped in a keystone due to old misdeeds. Um, all Spiritomb are supposed to be as aggressive and destructive as the spirit of... as the. Uh, Malines are the uh, evil spirits that it's composed of to lash out at everything and to just be very short-sighted and go after vengeance against basically the entire world for being trapped. So the fact that this one seems to be protecting the woman is odd. Hmm. Um, a cold education might give you more of an answer, actually. Oh, this is a spirit tomb! Uh, legend says that this has the, the spirits of over 108 misdeeding people... People or Pokemon. <laughs> or Pokemon. And it's weird that it's taking up a protective stance. Normally they're vengeful. So you're saying that your Eevees would feel right at home with it then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Alright, uh, yeah, Charlie's gonna roll for occult education. Uh, to see if I can gather some more information now that I know it's a spirit tomb and what it's all about. Ooh, boy. Ooh, ooh, boy! This is on a so so. Folks at home, uh, I just rolled four dice, and on those four dice, I rolled 
a 23. Wow. All right. Some of the more obscure legends about Spiritomb talk about um, Spiritomb who... Uh, Spiritomb are Pokemon that never evolve. As in, they never grow any different from what they are. Just 108 trapped spirits being trapped in this evil keystone. Uh, but legends tell uh, very, like, more obscure legends tell about uh, Spiritomb who are searching for atonements. Uh, basically, by acting against the evil, or doing the antithesis of the evil deeds that trapped them in the keystone, um, they can work towards atonements. Perfect uh, towards work righteousness here. We'll ignore that bit of heresy. Uh, <laughs> but by working to that and showing kind of repentance for their misdeeds, uh, they can move on and possibly either uh, be freed or change into something completely different. Uh, most Spiritomb don't even get that far. They're trapped by their misdeeds to the point where they just keep enacting the same thing that trapped them in the first place. Alright, so, um, guys, I think this one's uh, protecting it, uh, the girl because it's trying to make up for its misdeeds. It's trying to, like, get get out of out of its bad fate. Okay. Um, I am going to do Fox Smash, and I really should have been figuring out the map while I was just going to pick Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I got 24 total. Fighting physical. Uh, what'd you roll for accuracy? Duh. <laughs> and which corpus are you attacking? Uh, stop! I rolled a 10 accuracy, okay. and I'm uh, smashing with rock, but the <laughs> one that is closest to the girl, so I mean, I could just be picking up the spear team and just kind of like chucking it at it, but... <laughs> I'm not actually doing that, but okay. yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, so th- we'll say that is Corefish 5 at this point. Um, and so you you rolled a 10 for accuracy and you rolled a 24 damage. Yep. Okay, so you actually did 12 damage to it, which is enough to give it an injury, but not quite enough to faint it. So you managed to bop that Corefish on the head and it staggers around for a bit. Uh, I think we're going to try Spark. Yeah. <laughs> 19. Mm, that is a solid hit. Which which uh, corfish are you going after? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> um, uh, one still is untouched besides your mean look. Alright, uh, let's two. do one. Okay. Alright, so that is a solid hit. So, 25. You actually did 28 electric physical damage, which is enough to give it two injuries but not quite enough to faint it. It is also paralyzed. Nice. So uh, Theodore comes dashing up with lightning bursting all over his body and slams into that corfish, who reels back and starts kind of jerking a bit as well. Note, Theodoric is a girl. Sorry, she's a lady. She is a lady! <laughs> you, you made me choose genders for them, so... Yes, okay. Is, is it is my fault. Alright, how many can I hit with Sing? Sing is a burst two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hit three of them. Let's do it. Is that all but one? All but number all one? All but one. All but number... Yes, all but number one. Cool. Because number one is the one that just got hit with Spark. 
Yes. Okay. I don't I don't care as much about hitting that one because it's paralyzed. Okay, so. Well so is five, but Oh true. Yeah, well, okay. So, two, four, and five. Let's hit him with sing. Hit him with sing, boo-boo! No, five wasn't, six was, sorry. Okay. Oh, well. Um, that's a 17. 17, that hits. Woo! So they're all asleep, besides number one. Besides number one. Alright, the, uh, corefish all are snoozing through their time. Uh, corefish number one, looking around, uh... He decides to fire, or he decides to clamp down on the electrike that just jumped up and attacked him. So he uses vice grip on Theodoric, which hits and does 28 normal physical damage. So that's minus Theodoric's defense. Spicy is going to use Razor Leaf. Nice. Nice, you can hit two of them. Okay, um, we'll do the two weakest. Two weakest, that would be five and two. So two and five. Unless was anyone hoping to catch them right now, or? I'm not. Professor Sneeze is not. Charlie caught one, I don't know if he wants more. (laughs) Charlie's, Charlie's good with one. Um... I will actually say, looking at it, um, you can hit one and two or four and five. If you try to hit two and five, you will catch the Spiritomb in the Razor Leaf. Oh, okay. I don't want to... I don't want to hit the Spiritomb. You'd also catch the woman, but she's lying down, so she doesn't hit. Okay. But... We'll hit the two that won't hit the Spiritomb. Okay, so that's one and two or four and five. Um, we'll do one and two. Okay. Okay, so I got an 11 for accuracy. That hits. And 38 total for grass physical damage. Okay, for one of them, you did 48 damage, which gave it four more injuries and fainted it. That was Corfish 2. For Corfish 3, you did 47 damage, which gave it four more injuries and fainted it. But Charlie's eyeing up, eyeing up that spear tomb and wondering if it has a, a trainer yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, the other core, two core fish are snoozing. Uh, well, Penny is going to throw out a pin missile. Um, is, there, is there one that's less damage right now? Uh, Corefish 4 has not been harmed. It just fell asleep. Ooh, Corefish 4, Penny's coming for you. (laughs) Ooh! She's gonna murder someone. It's a crit! Yeah! Okay, first roll 1d8. Oh, please be an 8. Please be an 8. That'd be the best. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just a 2. Two or three, so it hits twice, so you actually have a damage base of eight. 2d8 plus ten. Okay. Since Penny has sniper, roll six d8. Twenty-nine for those d8s. Add forty. <laughs> Sixty-nine. Okay, that did fifty-eight damage, which gives that corefish three injuries and faints it. Penny... 
Finny holds up her hands, yay, and like, her, her pincers just kind of claps them together. She she is pleased as punch. <laughs> Alright, so there is one corfish left. It is snoozing. I suppose it, when it wakes up, it'll probably go back to attacking, I would guess. Um, uh, either that or with all its people fainted around it, it might just run away. But it still thought it had the advantage of numbers when it fell asleep. Yeah. I guess, I mean, do we really have to faint this one right now? Can we just kind of let it be and, and we'll we'll deal with it when we need to? I think it'll realize that it's defeated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Charlie uh, does, uh, um, I guess we try to check out the spirit tomb and find out what's going on. Uh, as you're talking, the spirit tomb leaps forward and slams down on the sleeping... <sighs> Corfish. Okay. It does 25 dark physical damage, which is enough, just enough to give it another injury and faint it. Mm. Uh, you notice that while this one may be working towards towards going the right direction, it seems to be getting a little too overexcited by all of the violence. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of Pokemon. <laughs> um... Get, we should check on your friend and see if she's okay. I go check on my friend. Fr goes and checks on checks on the I, the woman. As you near the spirit tomb, uh, the flames start uh, lashing a little more wildly. Yikes! Uh, can I get near her, or is it preventing me? Um, it seems like it's thinking about preventing you. You should uh, roll your you should roll your charm. Yeah, this would be a good time to roll yeah. your charm. Uh, okay. From Pokemon Education, uh, and like uh, intuition will also get you what it's thinking at the moment. But... Charm is my highest, so I got twenty two for charm. Okay, what are you saying to get it to calm down? Hey, it's it's okay. I'm I'm her friend. I'm we I've been out here trying to find her. She she ran off, and I was afraid she was in danger. Right, Pod. Uh, I also bat my eyelashes at it. Oh dear. <laughs> Charmingly. Of course. Uh, the flames calm down for a bit, and then uh, the rock kind of floats up and floats over to one side before dropping back down. I go and feel her pulse and listen for her breath and whatever else they do in movies. Right. <laughs> uh, can I get a medicine education check from somebody? If they want to be checking that. I'm going to do it to for, for the lulls. <laughs> I got a seven on that. I got a Charlie eleven. Got, Charlie I got, got a got, two. I got a ten. <laughs> Charlie got a so was that two ones? <laughs> no, that's just a straight up two. Wait, you have you have pathetic medicine. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're pretty certain that's a human being. <laughs> I, <I'm... laughs> And Charlie like uh, finds finds like a rock. And, like, will, will this help? Will, will the ro- the rock? Will this help? The spirit tomb <laughs> kind of slaps you away from its rock. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't actually do any damage. It's just like no, stop it. But uh, at bar, you're pretty sure uh, the there's a large slash wound on her side that you're guessing is from the ursa ring before, which is probably part of what is the problem here. She's, it seems to have been kind of sloppily bound, but it's in an awkward position for someone to bind themselves. So it's not done uh, entire, uh, terribly well. Um, Professor Sneeze and Liliana, you can both tell that she's also suffering from a little bit of uh, 
exhaustion and possibly some dehydration. Like she mm. needs, like, like it's not she. Uh, as long as that bandage keeps or you bind it better, um, it doesn't seem like she's in immediate danger, but she's going to need more than a potion to wake up. Okay. Um, can I use that medicine education roll to bind it better? Yes, I will say you can. All right. Um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so you you get better bindings. I mean, I, I'm wondering where you get the cloth, but yes. Leaves. Please. Well- in a, in a marsh, in a swamp, <laughs> which of course yeah, isn't helping. You can so you can mud? use my jacket. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie grabs some mud and says, "Will this help?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, Charlie, that'll help if you go and set that under that tree over there. Ah, okay, <laughs> and then stay by it. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. <laughs> Make sure that mud doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Then uh, you said she looks like she's kind of dehydrated. Can I get her some water? Like, can uh, I make her drink? You can. Or... You can try for sure. Uh, she is unconscious, so yeah. how how well it works is up is uh, up in the air. But you can definitely try like to give her some water from your own pack. I'm guessing you carried some. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so, I think, so she's she's doing better still, but she's still not waking up. Yeah, uh, we we should try to get her back to the to the Pokemon Center. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, uh, I'll just carry her. She's not super heavy. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you, you, I would say before he just goes and picks her up. There, it is a wound in her side that's decently uh, large. So being careful about picking her up is always yeah. a good idea. I pick her up. Epar picks her up on the. Uh, non-wounded side and sort of carries her uh you know in his arms with the non-wounded side resting against him and the wounded side out trying to jostle her as little as possible sounds good so you start heading back towards the pokemon center you can Uh, follow yes i said before before we go charlie would like to talk with this uh spear to so Tell me what I should roll, because Charlie would like to talk to the Spiritum and and be like, okay, so I think you're really cool. I think you're an awesome Pokemon. <laughs> should now, we get I, coffee sometime? I, I, got, I got this... <laughs> <laughs> I got this great idea. Did you see how I threw that, that Pokeball before? I could throw you in my sling to attack people. <laughs> do you, do you want to come on my journey for that? Uh, do you want to come with me? And so... Uh, I don't know, I'm thinking either charm, combat, or command? Would you let me use uh, either combat or command for that, or am I stuck with charm? I I will allow command. Command, okay. So that is a three. And a total is seven. While the um, spirit room doesn't seem entirely against the idea... Uh, it kind of shrinks back a little when all you say is that you're going to throw it at things to attack people. And just kind of like uh, gives you a little bit more of a shrug. I mean, you then then you get to attack it too, you know, like it, it'll be like a one-two punch type of thing. <laughs> what was the result of your occult role? Oh, that it wanted to like do good things? <laughs> the toe. Well, it can help me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm no, just I say like the, the, the argument you're making is basically like, hey, you can be like a normal spirit tomb and attack everything. 
<laughs> and it's like I'm trying not to do that. All right, I I I uh, say okay, uh, good good on you, buddy. You 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 do you, and I I I pat it on its head. <laughs> or, you pass or through, through its head. flames that uh, make up for its head and feel suddenly very cold. Oh, ooh, you're chilly. <laughs> Wait, so it's not going with Charlie? Does not seem to be. Can Liliana try? <laughs> Do it. I love dark types. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I failed on my thing, so go for it. Sweet. I mean, I'm sorry for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's be honest. The majority of my Pokemon end up in the box, and I already have potentially two dark types. <laughs> I already have enough dark types, but I still like them. <laughs> Right. Can I use guile? If if you're lying to it, yes. Yeah, I need to figure out a lie now. Um, well, yeah, you're totally not going to do bad things with me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, okay, I rolled a 13. Okay, and, and what are you saying? Uh... Hey, so I kind of noticed that you were trying to protect that girl back there. Well, you know what would be better than protecting just one person? If you come along with us and protect not only all three of us trainers, but our Pokemon as well. So you'd be doing even more good than just protecting one person. And, you know, if we could do anything to help you out along the way with atoning yourself, we could totally do that. I mean, me specifically, but, you know, whatever. Alright. Uh, the spirit tomb gives you a bit of a look, but then uh, it seems to come to a sort of decision and nods. Sweet! <laughs> it kind of Char- looks over the rest of the group, too, and kind of like looks especially at Charlie. And uh... Char- Charlie hold- holds out his sling like one more time, like, eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it kind of, like, it looks at you, and then it, it looks at Charlie and just kind of, like, shakes its head just a, or, like, shakes the, like, mist that forms its face just a little bit. <laughs> you, you, you get uh, this this weird feeling like it, it's committing itself to something rather than just like agreeing to join. Um. Okay. So Liliana holds out a great ball then to it. Uh, it uh, lifts up the stone and lands it on it, and the ball doesn't shake. Congratulations! You've caught a level seventeen female spiritum. That's a lady. Didn't know Spiritomb had genders. All right. So as you guys are going to head back, you have two options. You can follow the tracks back. Past the Ursaring. Yes. Yeah. Or you can do a survival to find an alternate way back. Survival! (laughs) More ways than one. (laughs) Eleven on my survival. Okay. With that, uh, Professor Sneeze is able to take point and lead you back to the suburb where you were before. Follow um, me! <laughs> yeah, Edbar follows you back yeah. carrying the girl. Yeah. And so, once you... Yes. Uh, so, as, as we're walking, Charlie, uh, very uh, contemplative, um, asks Edbar, um, so is it true that you don't have a house? I'm kind of a wanderer. I don't have a house here. Okay. Oh, I, I, no. I was saying, because I, uh, I thought, you know, nomads didn't have, like, houses. That's what I read in a book somewhere, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, 
Yeah, houses are for the weak. <laughs> cool. I I don't have a house either right now. Well, I might I might go back to it later, but sounds like having a house to me, bud. <laughs> Such a surreal conversation. <laughs> That's all. (laughs) All right. right. So once you make it back to the Pokemon Center, uh, the nurse takes one look at the woman you brought in and immediately brings uh, her and Etbar back into the back room and things. And within an hour or two, a uh, carriage pulled by two Rhyhorn come up to the front of it, and they have the uh, Pokemon Center logo painted on the side of it. Uh, and it's a basically an ambulance that's going to take them to Trilithon Sanctuary's Pokemon Center, which is a little more advanced since it's one of the main cities. And they say that uh, Etbar can ride along for it, but uh, uh, that there's only room for the two of them, and the, Rhydon, or the Rhyhorn can get a little ornery when anything changes, so... Did we ever find out more about her other than she's just Etbar's friend? Nope. nope. <laughs> um, I would tell you that I'm in the ambulance now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Etbar! Thanks for Thanks for saving her. Even though she's annoying and I'm going to yell at her when she wakes up. Oh. <laughs> Alright, and with that, Etbar heads off to try the fun sanctuary ahead of our heroes who may one day make it there themselves. <laughs> but I think that's all the time we have for tonight, so thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Pokeroll Podcast, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapestryradio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scott. Wonder who uh, plays Matt. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and to Nathan Jester, who is uh, one of our Patreons. Uh, thank you so much for uh, doing that and getting uh, Lydia a new mic, as well as just helping us to pay for the little things that we need here. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Jester. Hey. Hello. Once Hi. again, oh. <laughs> Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on uh, Twitter at PokerRollNick. I'm also in the tap room occasionally. I am Paul. You can find me at ProfSnag um, on Twitter, and that handle comes from the Puckle Podcast, which I host a monthly uh, game trivia game show with. And uh, by the time this is out, we will probably be well and done with our Tournament of Champions, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, I'm Michael. You can follow me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, as well as in the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room and the other Tapestry Radio Network shows. And I'm Lydia, and you can also find me in the Tap Room and on Twitter, uh, little underscore shadow eight. And And Ethan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I never post or check, at Bartlett, B-J-A-R-T-L-E-T-T. Otherwise, I am in the Pokemon Tap Room. I'm on Facebook under Ethan Bartlett, same spelling, uh, and listen to Michael and Ethan in a room with Scotch, because mm-hmm. I'm in it. 
If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. The trainers have gotten a little sidetracked in helping another trainer find his missing friend, running from Ursaring, and battling Corphish swarms, but now nothing stands between them and the long-awaited Trilithon Sanctuary. Seriously this time. What will the trainers find once they reach the second stop on their gym challenge journey? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. The other thing, okay, so you need abilities, you also need genders. Uh, they are all intersex, and they resent your attempt to... <laughs> okay, it's for game mechanics, so I'm afraid, I'm afraid that argument doesn't work. She, hey she, she's a, a, a lady, but I don't want to assume it for, for her. <laughs> I... This is where cutting happens, right? Yep. Editing. Gotta do some editing. I was gonna say, hello, hello, future Michael, who will be editing this. <laughs> I this was as entertaining as it was the first time. <laughs> uh, Michael, put your pants back on. <laughs> Guys, my magic carp is only one level away. It's, it's a level oh. 19 right now. Um, I'm not going to beat you. Although, it's ultimately up to the whim of the GM whether that's going to happen or not. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you should hold out and let, and let my magic cup evolve first. <laughs> that'd be no, so mean. That'd be horrible. That would be so mean. Oh, just froze again. You look so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, there she is. Back? <laughs> yep, I'm back. Hey, can you I guys, get a... like, all of your guys' videos are frozen right now, though, so you're all, like, mid-laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. You all look so nice. <laughs> well, when it comes back, you'll just see our profile pictures, I guess, so. Yeah, okay. Video. Um... Uh, yes, you may. That's a great bit of audio right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, just lunge, just loop it, and you've got the girl from the grudge. <laughs> no. <Nick>. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you keep getting afraid of the last bit of your sentence, and so you just like stop talking. Be like, you guys fall grudge. <laughs> basically, basically. Alright, can you hear me again? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yes. You, you finished your sentence! Yay! <laughs> so proud of you! <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Lydia, you turned into a Decepticon. No, I'm here. I'm here. That's what she says. It's like she's fighting her programming. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
with my transformation. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> this is so, so here, bad. <laughs> so here. Um. That means it is Professor Sneeze's turn. <laughs> you sound so optimistic. Yeah, I know. I was trying to make up my mind, and now I have to make a decision. Remember, using skills is a free action and can be done at any time. Yeah, that's... Okay. So that's a free action, so... If I can do that, then that will determine the rest of my action. So I'll start that way. Yes. So, now I'll stop using pronouns and actually say what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> okay. Remember the part where I've never done any of this before? Yes. So you yeah. have a move going action. Going to have to explain things like I'm an idiot. <laughs> so you have a you um. Which I am. Another core fish. So I've had I've had three go so far. Bubble, bubble, ice grip. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I apologize for Charlie's antics. <laughs> <laughs> they were very anticky. I'm just, I'm just imagining that's like Charlie's mother showing up. I apologize for Charlie's answer. He's a very excitable boy. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking care of him. <laughs> we try. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. Mm-hmm.